Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 271 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Lots of great stuff in store for today. Today's title is The Tennis Mastery Plan, Improvements at Any Level. And this is a really kind of a, a part two to episode number 270, which was called The Secret to Steady Tennis Improvements. And if you haven't already listened to that episode, I'd, I'd recommend that you listen to it first. Um, I talked about some insights that I've been learning from a book called Mastery by George Leonard. And I described several different learning curves uh, as he describes them in his book. One is the mastery curve, which uh, describes a typical journey, what, what it looks like, what the improvement process uh, looks like in a complex discipline such as tennis. But before we get into it today, I just want to quickly thank the most recent person to leave a, a review of the Essential Tennis Podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Yauti Zoos. I believe. That's uh, Y-O-W-T-Y-Z-E-U-Z. Thank you so much for leaving your review. I appreciate it very, very much. So uh, let's go ahead and and move on. Uh, Again, this is kind of a part two to episode 270. And I ended up taking that, that's the same concepts, basically that same content. And I created kind of a long form email. And I, I sent that email a couple of days ago now. It was this past Saturday. Uh, today is Wednesday. And over the past couple of days, I've received just a ton of responses on that email. Really resonated very strongly with uh, a lot of our, our email readers. And I'd like to read you one of those email responses. And in that email that I sent, I, I sent a little picture of the, the four different curves, talking about different personalities. Again, this all makes sense if you listen to episode number 270, but this is the the email response that I received. Uh, This was a reply to that kind of long form, really kind of a a blog post email describing the mastery process. So this uh, reader wrote and said, at some point, everyone will plateau as we all will reach our maximum potential eventually. Otherwise, we would play like Federer at some point in our career if we just keep at it long enough. I've recently found new life in the game of tennis and have embraced it with all my heart. I do think as a beginner, it is easy to get too far ahead of myself by watching videos. I don't have a sense of what is too advanced for me, and I like to to learn how to walk before learning how to crawl. I'm sorry, like I'm, she doesn't like that. Uh, She said, like I'm trying to learn how to walk before learning how to crawl. I wonder if there's value in labeling a video beginner or intermediate or advanced or a guide to when a person is ready for the next level. Is there value in having a master plan for the beginner to follow? Okay, so that was the gist of her email. And now I've got today's podcast. I I just want to simply respond to that uh, respond to that response. And I've got three different points based on the uh, email reply that you just heard me read. And so 
element number one that I think is really critical and really all of today's episode is going to focus on mindsets around the improvement process, around trying to master something as complex, complicated, and nuanced as, as tennis. And so in response to that message, number one, I'd like to simply say, I don't think anybody ever reaches their maximum potential. And I'm putting maximum potential in air quotes. Uh, And this uh, reader said, at some point, everybody will plateau as we will all reach our maximum potential eventually. So she's saying, well, yeah, of course we'll plateau. At some point, I'll just get as good as I can get. And then I can't get any better. And so I'll just maintain at that peak level and I won't go any higher. And I actually believe that's completely false. And I don't think that's correct at all. Uh, Really main reason being, as long as you can commit the time to training, and that training is quality time spent, it's focused on the right things with good process and good focus, you have a narrow, uh, narrow focus on what you're doing, one thing at a time, and building your skills, new improvements are always possible. No matter what your age is, no matter what your level becomes, no matter how talented you are, there's always the next level. I don't believe any human really reaches their peak potential or their maximum potential. Maybe in tic-tac-toe strategy, yes. In something like tennis, no, absolutely not. It's unlimited. There's always the next level of execution, always the next level of ability, always the next skill uh, to, to focus on and, and try to incorporate into your game as an unconscious habit. There's always the next level. And uh, Federer, okay, let, let's take the two peak examples in, in the game right now, or at least over the last couple of decades. Federer on the men's side, Serena on the women's side. Just complete, have really, uh, as a whole, dominated their respective uh, sides of, of, the, of the sport. Federer has made lots of changes, lots of improvements the last couple of years. And so is Serena. I just recently saw a quote about how she's been working on her back end. I, I don't know how recent of a quote this was. I think just within uh, the last calendar year. Uh, but she was telling a reporter about how she's been working on, on her back end for the last several years, she said. And so it doesn't matter how good you get. There's always the next level. Now, That does not mean that we can all reach the same level. We have different DNA. We started, all of us have started at different ages. Some of us have experience in other sports that carries over. And so we we have athletic development uh, that helps us in tennis as we try to become better and better, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many different variables, but all of us can continue to improve with focused practice. I don't believe that there's, an ultimate ceiling that we can hit. And it's like, well, there you go. I maxed out my DNA. (laughs) I maxed out the body that I've been given and I can't possibly perform any better than this. I think the real limiting factor is the amount of time we're willing to invest and the quality of the time that we invest. Those are, in my opinion, the two biggest limiting factors. So uh, that's number one response uh, to the phrase or the idea of reaching their maximum potential. I I really don't believe that happens with any of us, professionals included. Point number two that I'd like to make is in response to the, the, the part of her email that said, otherwise we would play tennis like Federer at some time in our career if we just keep at it long enough. 
And again, I would like to say, no, I, I do not believe that is correct. Uh, we wouldn't play like Federer if we just keep at it long enough. And this kind of piggybacks a little bit off the, the first point. We all have unique um, we all have unique personas. We all have unique bodies. We all have unique history and past and nature and nurture as, as we grew and developed. Just a couple of uh, just off the top of my head examples. I, I mentioned DNA a second ago. We, we, all, we all have different imprinted innate abilities or, or lack of ability. We, we, we all fall some, somewhere on that spectrum. But then from there, we can train what we have. Just because we enter the world maybe at the bottom of the, quote, you know, natural talent scale doesn't mean that we can't, with what we've given, continue to improve on and on and on and on, year after year after year after year. We just all simply start in a different spot. But uh, DNA is a variable. Ability to train is a variable. Quality of training is a variable. When we start... Did we start when we were four years old or do we start when we were 65? It obviously makes a big difference. Um, access to coaches, coaches in general, and then what's the quality of that coaching? There's a huge range of quality of coaching. Financial means to be able to pursue the best coaches and spend the most amount of time with the best coaches is, is a huge variable. There's countless other circumstantial elements that all combine to make up who it is that you are on the courts. It's a combination of all those different things. And so, I mean, at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, honestly, why compare to Federer? I mean, he's, of course, just in most people's minds, he's just kind of the, the pinnacle. And so he's the obvious you know, person to kind of pick on, as it were, as kind of the ultimate example. But no, if we had unlimited time, we wouldn't all be as good as Federer. <laughs> it's not that simple. It's not as simple as time. And then, oh, eventually I'll, I'll hit the, the peak, you know, of what's possible. Peak of what's possible for you, maybe, if the other things are in line, uh, namely amount of time and quality of time. Uh, but just because those things are present doesn't mean that we will all play like Federer eventually if we just keep at it long enough. So at the end of the day, it's, it's apples and oranges. Why compare to him? He has his path. We have our path. Our path, myself included, may not be as glamorous. Uh, it may not be as you know full of spectacle and accomplishments and triumph and all those other things. Uh, may not come with millions of dollars and millions of fans. But that's, he's one example, and all the rest of us have our own story. We have our own path. And you're the only one who has your path. So focus, focus on that is honestly the best advice I can possibly give you. So uh, that's point number two. No, we won't play like Federer if we just keep at it long enough. Uh, I've, I could play more like Federer with training in, in a relatively short amount of time, and so could you. That just simply means moving your body a little more efficiently, a little bit more fluidly, with a little bit better technique execution, reading the ball a little better, moving your feet a little bit better, whatever it is, that every incremental small little step inches you a little bit closer to executing like Federer. It doesn't mean that we literally play at his level, but we can always take that next small incremental step forwards, which... Some people are absolutely driven crazy by how deep and how nuanced the sport of tennis is. 
for me, more and more and more, I'm, I'm just learning the value and the importance of embracing that journey and appreciating it and being grateful that I have chosen really just by chance as a 10-year-old, a sport that has that level of depth that I can continue for the rest of my life for decades to come to pour time and effort into it and be rewarded by uncovering that next little level of execution on every little detail and nuanced part of the game. It's a, it's a wonderful thing or a terrible thing depending on your outlook, depending on your attitude, depending on your perspective. And so hopefully my, my kind of description here is, is giving you a little bit better perspective or maybe will start you down that path of appreciating the, the depth and, and the nuance instead of it driving you crazy because you're not accomplishing your goals the, the way that, that you want to right now. Okay, and now finally, number three. Um, she said, I wonder if there's value in labeling a video as beginner, intermediate, or advanced, or a guide to when a person is ready for the next level. Is there value in having a master plan for the beginner to follow? And in response to that, I would say a master plan is priceless, especially in 2017, almost 2018, as I'm recording this in late November, uh, 2017. There's unlimited information, and it's, there's only going to be more. There's only going to be more people doing podcasts and videos and blogs and everything else. And so tennis information, even good tennis information, has become somewhat of a commodity. You can find it anywhere and for very, very cheap or even free. Most of it is free. So knowing where each of your skills fits in the big picture of development is really, really priceless. Meaning your forehand, where does your forehand fall in the grand scheme of all forehands from complete novice beginner having no idea what to do to, again, using the cliche uh, pinnacle of, let's just use Roger Federer as the forehand you know, archetype. Knowing where you fall on that spectrum and therefore which micro step to take next and therefore which element to focus on to bring your forehand appropriately up to the next level without either focusing on something that doesn't matter uh, because it's not um, maybe it's something you've already adequately uh, learned and mastered so it's a little bit beneath you or maybe a little bit too advanced and so it's not appropriate for you right now and you'll end up just spinning your wheels because it's not something that you have the fundamentals or the framework underneath it to really support it. Knowing where you fall and therefore what to focus on is unbelievably important. So you can choose exactly the right drill or exercise to bring your forehand up to the next level and knowing where your backhand fits in the grand scheme of things and your footwork and your serve and your volleys and your overhead and everything, uh, everything has its own sliding scale. And without having that knowledge of where you are and what is next, overwhelm is incredibly easy because we kind of just default, especially those of you listening to my voice right now, you're driven, you're passionate, you're motivated, you're, you're looking for every possible um, opportunity to take the next step forwards. And so you're, you're looking to take in as much information as possible. And oftentimes that can actually be counterproductive. 
So without knowing where you fall in the grand scheme of things, knowledge overwhelm happens super, super easy. And there's lots of good information out there, but that doesn't mean that it's the right information for you and where you are now in your progression, your development of each of your different skills. So that's why progressions, meaning drill progressions, uh, breaking down a skill or an execution into multiple different uh, levels of execution and starting at the very, very easiest and slowly progressing drill by drill, exercise by exercise towards full execution. That's why that's, that approach is a cornerstone of our coaching methodology at Essential Tennis because regardless of your level, whether you're, you're a complete beginner or you're a 5-0 plus player, you can follow a path from super easy execution so that you really get it at that base whatever it is, slow shadow swing, uh, whatever it is to help you understand what, what that position is, and then slowly, methodically, take one little step at a time until you get up to full speed. Whether you're a beginner or super advanced, we can give a, a full progression to either player, and they can execute it and find out where their challenge point is. If it's a five or six drill progression, a beginner might be challenged at progression one, whereas an advanced player might breeze through the first four and then find a little bit of, of a sticking point at, at progression number five. And so one player focuses on one part of the series while another player focuses on another part of the series. So that approach is critical, not just in digital coaching, which is what I'm referring to, but also in-person coaching. If you watch our coaching on YouTube as we work with players and then publish the footage of us bringing players from X execution to Y execution in a relatively short amount of time, it's due to that process. And so that idea of a master plan, yes, unbelievably important. So... If you're looking for a master plan for your game, that the best thing that I can recommend remotely is EssentialTennisAcademy.com. And it's our, our fully comprehensive digital coaching program. It covers every part of the game. I think there's 46 different coaching modules in there now. Uh, drill progressions, uh, exercise progressions are just a cornerstone of all of those different modules. Whatever part of your game you want to improve, there's a step-by-step -step process there. And you can, if you go to EssentialTennisAcademy.com, you can get a peek inside for just a dollar. So highly recommend you check that out if improvement is important to you and you want a system, you want a plan to follow so that you don't have to be overwhelmed by the onslaught of information out there just by typing a search into Google or into YouTube or wherever, highly, highly recommend that you check that out. So I hope today's episode gave you greater perspective, uh, gave you maybe greater appreciation for, for the journey, the path that you're on. And if you're listening to my voice right now, please know that I appreciate you very much. Thank you for your time, your attention. And I hope that today's episode gives you just one little concept or tool to make your journey that much more enjoyable and successful. For more free game improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube where we are the number one resource in the world providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. 
Thank you so much for listening today. Take care and good luck with your tennis.